Welcome to the latest episode of the Metabolism and Menopause podcast. My name is Stephanie and I am your host and I am the CEO of Vitality OET and we are a nutrition coaching company that works primarily with women suffering through perimenopause and menopause who just woke up one day looked in the mirror, feel like they've gained weight in their abdomen out of nowhere. The past dieting methods they tried were not working anymore. So we are all about addressing the root causes, educating you on what's actually happening to your body during this time and what to do about it. So today, what we're going to be talking about is sleep. Oh my goodness. This is one of the things that so many women, when they first start working with us, complain about is that their sleep is terrible. We're talking night sweats. We're talking hot flashes, um, tossing and turning, having trouble falling asleep and then having trouble staying asleep um, and just never feeling like they're getting enough sleep or they wake up, they're feeling exhausted. And there is nothing that I love more than when I talk to women after like four weeks in our program being like, I did not think I would ever sleep this good ever again, which makes me super, super happy. So we are going to go through all of the tips and tricks that we give our clients. And it's not just go to bed earlier and turn off the lights, like make sure you're not in front of your screens. Can that help? Yes, but that's not some of the biggest things that are going to influence us. Um, And you're going to tell me I've tried that. I've done that. It doesn't work. I don't want to do that. And that's totally fair. So let's talk about the importance of sleep first during perimenopause and menopause, particularly, especially since many women are struggling with this, as well as it's influencing their ability to lose weight a lot more than they realize. So when we're not getting enough sleep, we struggle um, with our cortisol levels. That is our stress hormone. We know that as we're going through perimenopause and menopause and that estrogen is decreasing and then it's just tanked our stress tolerance is much lower than where it used to be. So this is why sleep is so much more important because we just don't have the capacity to deal with stress like we used to. This is why the low calorie, low carb, high intensity exercise stuff, go, 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 your past methods of dieting aren't working anymore because it's just perceived by your body as too much of a stress and just makes you actually weight loss resistant. So if we're not getting enough sleep, our cortisol levels are naturally going to be higher and we're really going to struggle with this. Not to mention that when estrogen decreases, we have a reduced ability to maintain and build muscle mass. And when we're in REM sleep, having that good quality sleep, that is where growth hormone actually increases and actually allows for our body to build and repair our muscle mass. So if we're not getting good quality sleep, we're getting a double whammy of like muscle loss and it's a lot harder to maintain and build. And we know that's going to be an issue because we want to maintain that muscle. It's what helps us burn calories at rest. It burns so much. It keeps our metabolism nice and high. It helps their insulin resistance. Um, it helps with so many aspects with our health and the things that we typically struggle with during perimenopause and menopause. So sleep actually is like one of those things that's super underrated. And like if you can improve your sleep even a little bit, it can change so much your body composition and how you're feeling and your blood sugar responses and your symptoms like the hot flashes and night sweats, irritability, brain fog, the fluid retention, all those things can improve drastically just by improving your sleep. So let's talk about some of the things that we do with our clients to make sure that they are getting the most out of their sleep um, to really set them up for success. So the first one, of course, is go to bed earlier. Um, I know that's like the first thing you're like, eh, turning you off, terrible advice, not going to listen to that, which is totally fair. Um, sometimes it's just not realistic, or it might be the only time that you get alone with your partner without your kids pissing you off. Totally valid. However, it's important to note that every hour of sleep before midnight is worth about two hours after midnight. 
So if we can get as much sleep as possible before midnight, it's actually much more restorative. So that's just something to think about. Two, turn off technology 60 to 90 minutes before bed. Um, and I know I told you guys I wasn't going to like preach this one too much, but it is an important one. Um, there are, again, our list is like 20 things long. So there's other options to work towards. But if you can try and limit that blue light devices like computers and cell phones and TV as best as you can, um, because it can actually cause you to feel more alert by increasing your body temperature and heart rate, which you might not even realize. It also prevents your body from releasing melatonin, which is our sleepy hormone. So the content that we're consuming can also influence that. So make sure it's not too stimulating before bed because otherwise, again, heart rate's going to be higher. Temperature is going to be higher. Cortisol is going to be higher. And we don't want that. So if you are pretty dead set on like watching TV before bed, maybe that's how you're like spending time with your, your family or whatever that may be. Try purchasing some uh, blue light blocking glasses uh, and wear those an hour before your bedtime to help you relax. You can get a ton off Amazon. Are some going to be better quality than others? Yes. Um, I don't have a pair of the Felix Grays because they don't ship to Canada. Um, but I've heard wonderful things about those. Um, but I also have like a pair from Amazon. I bought like a three pack for like 20 bucks. Um, and they seem to do the trick for me. You can find like those pretty much anywhere. They used to be like the ugly yellow lens ones. And now you can get like actually pretty nice ones. Number three. Lower the lights one hour before bedtime. This helps realign the body's circadian rhythm um, as it naturally would. So in the wintertime, not too bad. It's already darker. So just try and dim your lights. I have a salt lamp, which I really like. Um, so typically I'll have that on for like the last little bit before bed. Candlelight works too. Um, just like dimming the lights a little bit can really, really help actually just get your body winding down for bed. Um, in the summertime, that can be a little bit more challenging. So if you have like... Um, like the nice thick, uh, oh, what are they called? I don't know. Anyways, the shades that are like completely black blackout shades. That's what it is. Why was that so difficult for me to think of? Those are a great investment. Get those if you can. <laughs> the next one is actually spend more time outdoors. So being outdoors allows our bodies to soak up the sunshine, vitamin, vitamin D. Um, and that's known to promote happier moods and reduce any gut inflammation. Um, again, that's going to help with cortisol levels and help you sleep. I don't know if you noticed, but like you go for a day at the beach, you're exhausted after, even if it's like relaxing, you're exhausted after you sleep so good. When you make your kids stay outside, my mom used to do this when we were kids. She would literally close the door, force us in the backyard when we were kids. We would sleep so good. Like it just knocks you out. There is a reason for that. You don't even have to do anything too strenuous outside. Just getting that sunlight can help so much. The next one is try relaxing exercises like bedtime yoga, doing some deep breathing, reading a non-stimulating book, or putting your feet up. So this is something that we do uh, and recommend with all of our program um, clients is we recommend laying on the floor, bum as close to the wall as you can, and then you put your feet up on the wall. So you kind of look like an L shape. What this does is it helps tap out of your fight and flight response and go into your rest and digest response. So what that means is basically what happens is when we're in fight or flight, Blood diverts away from our gut into our limbs to either fight the bear or run away from the bear. So by laying in this position, it helps bring blood flow back to the gut, which not only helps with digestion, but it also helps tap into your rest and digest portion of your nervous system to get you to relax. And if you're someone who's very go, go, go on your feet a lot, even sitting a lot, um, just high stress, you can typically feel the blood coming out of your legs and into your gut. 
and just laying there, focus on like deep breathing for five to 10 minutes. It does wonders. It is something that I do at like conferences. My team does it. Um, when I'm in meetings, I'll do it. Uh, and it just feels so good and just helps you relax. So doing this before bed can be really helpful. Um, I know people in our Facebook group have said they've fallen asleep with their feet up before, which I think is hilarious, or they'll share pictures of them doing it with their children, um, people at the office. And I love that so much. Um, number six, adding 400 milligrams of magnesium by glycinate can be super helpful. This is the type of magnesium that helps relax and promote better sleep, um, as well as actually improve your insulin sensitivity, which is really good because typically what happens at nighttime is we'll see like, um, blood sugar drops and crashes at nighttime or cortisol spikes and that'll wake you up. Um, we know we're a lot more sensitive to that during perimenopause and menopause. So having magnesium by glycinate can be really, really helpful. I take the magnesium calm gummies myself um, when I really like those a lot. I have them at my last meal of the evening, usually with my bedtime snack. Number seven, try and avoid caffeinated beverages after noon or like 2 p.m. at the latest. Um, make sure you're setting a consistent bedtime as well. This is super important. Our bodies love routine. We thrive on it. We're just like children that way. When routine gets messed up, our bodies don't love it. It's the same with kids. When you wreck the routine, it's like everything goes out the window when no one's happy. Um, it's the same thing. We're really just children. So going to bed and waking up at roughly the same time every day, even on weekends, which is tough. Um, I have really struggled with this one. Waking up is usually fine. Uh, it's the going to bed at like a regular time on the weekend that can really get me sometimes. But that, again, will help balance your circadian rhythm and it helps support recovery. Our body loves to know what's coming next. It loves routine. It loves consistency. The way I kind of like to talk about it, it's almost like a bad relationship or a good relationship. So in a bad relationship, you're like walking on eggshells. You don't know how the person's going to respond. You're like nervous of making them upset or things like that. You're really like on edge. Um, that's how it is for our bodies when we're like all sporadic with our sleep. If we're consistent, it's like, oh, it's a good, healthy relationship. I know that like I feel loved. I know what their response is going to be. Like, I know that we can have healthy dialogue. You're not walking on eggshells and your body just reacts much better when you're like that, as opposed to walking on eggshells all the time. So try and think about that and like creating a good routine. Um, the next one, watch the sunset and go outside as early as you can in the morning. Again, even just brief exposure to the setting sun and early morning light can help with that circadian rhythm, help balance your sleep. And again, get you into a nice, good routine. Um, the next one, don't drink liquids for at least an hour before bed to help avoid your bladder waking you up because that sucks. Um, so this is something, especially if you're someone who struggles with water and at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I need to drink water. I'm super dehydrated. Um, what I recommend is like try and drink more water earlier in the day and like utilizing electrolytes can really help as well just to help make sure that you're hydrated properly. Um, the next one, sleeping in a dark room. This is very, very helpful. Um, so having those blackout shades like I talked about or eye masks can really help. I'm at a point where even when I go to hotel rooms, I will like cover the light coming from like the TV lights and stuff like that because I'm just not used to that and it can actually really bother me. Um, so like having the room as dark as possible, very important. Make sure your phone is like flipped upside down so no lights come off. I will turn like alarm clocks away so I can't see the light. Um, the darker the room, the better. You can wear like an eye mask too if that kind of helps as well. Um, the next one is avoid noise disturbances. So if you live in a city or a louder environment, white noise machines might help um, just because like the fluctuating noises can be really challenging. I personally could sleep through like a tornado um, 
like my mom always used to tell a story how we had like a super bad thunderstorm and lightning storm and lightning literally there was like a dark mark in our driveway my sister woke up my fat my parents woke up um and i just didn't even know anything happened like i slept so hard so for me noise doesn't really bother me. Um, but I know for a lot of other people, they're quite sensitive to it. So having, um, like noise machines, like a fan can be really helpful. I know when our team went to Florida, um, we had some of our coaches purchase fans to have in the room. Um, I know coach Emma mentioned that she has an app that you can like pick noises and she has one of like a dishwasher, I think she said, and that helps her sleep. Um, when I room with my one friend, who's another coach, she told like, she will have like rain noises and like birds tweeting like whatever you need that's like consistent in the background so that there isn't like too much fluctuation can be really helpful and there's tons of apps for that um next one which you may not like is avoiding alcohol and sedatives before bed so while a lot of you may think that it helps you fall asleep it's actually really well known to be a sleep disruptor, especially when it comes to quality and leave us feeling groggy the next day. Um, we're going to do a whole talk on uh, alcohol and hormones and menopause in particular, um, but it actually really affects your quality of sleep. It's also going to naturally elevate your cortisol levels. And it's only like three to four, um, I think it's three to four, yeah, three to four servings or glasses um, of alcohol in a week will like negatively affect your hormones and your cortisol levels, which I know is like super shocking even if it's all on like one day um, or if it's spread out during the week doesn't matter it is going to negatively affect your sleep so we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to improve that for you um, and then lastly sleep in a nice cool environment um, sleeping in a cold room will help facilitate a deep sleep and you're more likely to wake up in the middle of the night if you're feeling hot um, so sleeping in a cool room can be really important especially if you're dealing with hot flashes um, and night sweats i know you can buy like um little like cooling pads that you can put underneath, uh, like on your mattress, um, that can help as well. And you can actually change the temperature of those. Um, there's also cooling blankets that you can get that can be helpful as well. I personally like a fan or just like AC. Um, if you're like lucky enough to have that, um, that can help with your sleep drastically as well. And then lastly, my favorite tip, which is what we recommend for everyone in our program is having a bedtime snack, which a lot of people are like, whoa, whoa, Steph. Are you telling me that I can eat past 8 p.m. and not get fat? This is insane. Um, yes, it doesn't matter when you have it. This is very important. So like having a meal like 30 minutes to 60 minutes before you go to sleep. And I'm not talking about having this huge meal. I'm talking just a snack. Um, you want it to be half carb and half protein, ideally more fiber in that carbohydrate if you can um, to slow down the digestion and then having protein or fat to help maintain your blood sugar levels at nighttime. Because um, what this does is it helps stabilize your blood sugars, slows down the digestive digestion process so your blood sugar stays stable during the night. And then we're also not seeing a cortisol spike or drop. So it helps stabilize both of those things to help you sleep during the night. Because if your cortisol spikes or your blood sugars drop, you are going to see um, that you are are going to have sleep disturbances. So examples of these snacks, I personally like doing like a turkey pepperoni stick and some popcorn. Um, you can do meat, cheese, and crackers. I love doing oatmeal at nighttime with like some protein powder or like using like the fair life, uh, fair life or fair light. I always say it wrong. Um, the protein drink. Um, you can also do, you can do so many things like protein balls. You can do yogurt with some protein powder and a little bit of granola. Um, like there are so many options. You can have some hard boiled egg and maybe like some crackers or whatever you want, just protein, um, and some carbohydrates and you will sleep so well. Like if there's one thing that you try out of this list, 
please let it be that one because I know it would be so, so good for you um, and you'll really enjoy it. And like, who doesn't love like a nighttime snack, honestly? So I hope you found that helpful. We're going to go into some nitty gritty stuff on like alcohol and stuff up in the future, as well as some of the other things that we touched on today. As always, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, just comment below. You'll find how to get access to me in the uh, in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about in the future or have me help you calculate your calories and macros, I do that for free. So just message below um, and get a hold of me. I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.